Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Teach Out Loud. We are super excited about our guest today. We not only have one, but two amazing educators with us. Kelly Royer and Matthew Gill are both here, and they both are currently working at the Department of Education, where they oversee the South Dakota Mentoring Program, as well as other programs that support teachers and principals. And before coming to the state, they both were high school math teachers in South Dakota. Math teachers. Do you think we're going to have some mathematical problems today? I hope not, because I'm not good at math, just going to say. I know. Well, Matt and Kelly, thanks so much for joining us and being on another episode of Teach Out Loud. Maybe share with our listeners, just so we get to know you guys a little bit more, your path to education and why you got into education and kind of your why to where you're at today with the department. Yeah, okay. Well, um, hi, I'm Kelly. I, I'm going to start and then um, Matt can follow. But um, so I got into education because I knew that, um, well, I had I had actually been coaching um, the high school when I was in college. I actually was a different major, but I had been um, doing some coaching back for my high school. And um, I had a conversation with my dad and he had said, why don't you go into to teaching you really you know you love helping kids and then I thought okay well what would I teach um and I so I was like well math is my favorite subject so um not that I was necessarily the best at math but it was my favorite thing to do so I thought okay I'm going to be um a math teacher um so I taught for um five years and then how I got to the department was my husband and I actually moved to Pierre, and um, I thought it would, you know, there wasn't any high school math positions open here, so I thought what would be, you know, a good alternative, and I would still get an impact um, students, maybe not directly, but um, yeah, so right now I'm the Title II coordinator for the Department of Education, um, so helping Matt with the mentoring program and some other programs at the state. Very cool. Very cool. Matt, what about you? Yeah, so mine's a little bit backwards than that. So when I went into college, I told myself I would never be a teacher. And I just wanted to do something in uh, mathematics. So I was a civil engineer major. I loved it, but I had a change of heart in college. And I realized how much I like kids, how much I really wanted to work with them daily in my career, and how much I wanted to impact them. So that is why I switched to a math major and added the emphasis of education. And yeah, very thankful that I did. And what, how I got to the Department of Education, so I, like I said, I was teaching math. Uh, it was 70 miles away and was kind of getting burnt out with all the driving and everything. Yeah, that's and a drive. Yes, it was. it was. And teaching five preps, we both taught five or six preps every year or most of the years we taught. And uh, so I, I was just, and then this job came open and I took it and just realized how awesome it is to 
support teachers and principals. There's not a, another profession I admire more. So it's just awesome that I get to support teachers and principals, even though I'm not on the front line, I just still feel, I just really like to be able to stay in communication with them, supporting them, helping their jobs, helping them um, in their day-to-day -day lives. And, and I still am involved uh, with kids. So I still do, I coach tennis for the peer governors. Oh, cool. And then I also do the youth group at our church here. So I, I see a lot of kids, which is awesome. So you're still plugged in. You're still making connections and still making a big impact by, by really supporting schools in both of your current roles as kind of overseeing the mentoring ship program. I'm going to let Lisa kind of dive into it because she's gotten to kind of work with both of you yeah. on, on the mentoring <laughs> front. And so we're going to dive into a little more about what the mentoring program in South Dakota looks like and, and how it got here. Yeah, when, how did this program get started? Was there a, a main reason that the program got up and going? And when did that happen? I believe it's been around, was it four or five years or how many? Yes, believe it or not, this is already year four of the program. Okay. Uh, so the, it got passed in legislation. So it was actually the 2016 legislature created the program to provide for the mentoring of new teachers new to the profession in South Dakota school districts. The program provides a new teacher access to a mentor for a period of two years. So yes, yeah, like like we've been talking about, it's just a program to help new teachers just to retain them um, and to love the profession and not quit in those first few years, which we know are definitely the hardest. I was going to say, I, I, when you said the word retain, that's what came to me was, did this program come up because people were seeing so many people leaving the profession. Right. I mean, we interviewed someone the other day that had been teaching for 40 years and you don't see that as much or as often and which is very unfortunate. People get in, they teach three to five years and then yeah. they wanna switch gears. So is that where this came from? Was that idea? Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say like from your guys' perspective are the biggest challenges that you've seen kind of enrolling a program like this out in the four years like what have been some of the hurdles that you you've had to go over so i would say one of the hurdles is just so this is a statewide program so we always have the question how flexible do we make the program or how many requirements do we have sure we know the hours is a requirement it needs to be this length just because teachers that participate in the program, they meet the credit requirements to renew their teaching certificate. Which is and a great program. <laughs> yes, it's an awesome, which mm -hmm. is awesome for new teachers, awesome for mentors. Uh, so that that's the one piece we could not be flexible on. But then it's just like, how, how rigid do we make the program and how much flexibility? So we tried to make it very flexible and then what we hear from mentors is that they wish that they had more guidance on what to discuss with their new teachers. So this year we're actually trying something new where we created a menu of options. Uh, so for each part of the year, uh, mentors have a list of topics that they can discuss and it goes right along with the mentor new teacher book that we use. Uh, yeah, I the found book that on how to mentor the calendar. Uh, mm -hmm. I found it to be very helpful, actually, and my mentees have used it as well. Is the website something that's open to anybody, or do you have to be in the mentor program? Kelly, do you know, Kelly? The website for the, uh, the book? Yeah, for the book, or just to go on and get ideas, you know, the topics that you're discussing. 
um, yeah, so the website that we that that I guess goes along with the book is open to it's open to anybody. They uh, the author of the book also sends out these uh, monthly uh, mentoring tidbit emails that um, that we've encouraged people to sign up for, and we've also sent them out ourselves just on um, this month, maybe some things to focus on. So, but yeah, it's open up. It's open to mentors and new teachers if can, they want to go. Can you share well. the name of the book? Can you share the name of the book on the website? Um, yes, it's uh, so the name of the website is mentoringinaction.com. Okay. And then the book. Um, so the mentor book is called that uh, Mentoring in Action. The new teacher book is called uh, First Years Matter. But if you go to, and Carol Pelletier Radford, she's the author of the book, which we're very excited. The plan is for her to come to the Summer Academy oh, cool. on June 3rd and 4th in Sioux Falls. So very exciting that the author is going to be there. Uh, she's awesome. So what she does, yeah, she has uh, monthly memos for mentors and new teachers. Any teacher can go to her website, subscribe for those, and she'll give, as Kelly was saying, tidbits, uh, things to focus on this month and things you can do with your mentor, things you can do with your new teacher. Uh, a lot of zen to kind of just taking care of yourself. And right. That's a piece that I really enjoy talking to my mentees about is how to stay fresh, not get burned out. Um, it's had a lot of thought provoking questions, things that you don't normally think about. And so I've enjoyed it. My mentees have enjoyed it. I think any teacher out there would really benefit, you know, from looking at that. So, um, so the next question, I guess we have, have you all seen an impact from this program? Um, like what are the successes you've had? So we actually, um, I'll ta just talk about like how the program has grown. Um, so our first year in 2016-2017, it was just um, for first year, or we just had uh, first year teachers in it and we had 335 um, participants in this program. Um, this year now we have a cohort of first and second year teachers, but we have 874 oh my. teachers in the mentoring program. So it's wow. grown quite a bit. Um, so that that just showing um, how much the word has gotten um, spread to around the state um, and how um, different school districts have enjoyed it and shared it with other school districts, uh, you can see just the impact by how many participants we have gotten. Um, yeah. I just think it's amazing and you know I've been around for a long time and I had told Travis we always make fun because he's such a he's such a baby but um, you know when you first get into teaching when I first got into teaching I basically was by myself we didn't have two sections or more um, we didn't have a mentor in our building and now these young teachers have the support of instructional coaches and their mentors their principals they usually have a team of people so many wonderful things to uplift them and keep them passionate about you know what they're doing when they're working with kids so how is yeah, this matt and i were actually reflecting on that um before we got on here it was just like we both started at small school districts um and i had six preps my first year and i was also coaching three sports and oh. um <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think I only got through those first years because I had a solid mentor um, at my district and um, it wasn't part of the mentoring program at the time but I am so thankful that I had that mentor because um, and I had people in the district that really embraced and supported me 
Um, but that really is what got me through those first two years. And, and, you know, Matt has basically the same similar story as me. Yeah. I echo that my mentors, I, I think I would have made it through no matter what, just cause I don't quit, but they, they really got me through it. They took me under their wing at, at both school districts I taught at. And yeah, I still stay in contact with them today and still just tell them thank you. And right. <laughs> really you need somebody to be your cheerleader, them. somebody to yeah. just listen to you and give you feedback. And how have you seen this rolled out? And I mean, you both brought up a really good point. I think too often sometimes policy is made to sometimes support schools that can have the structures or the supports. Um, so how are you seeing the mentorship really impacting our rural districts, our smaller school districts that, that maybe have different structures in place? How are, how are we seeing the benefits at that level? So yes, a lot of those teachers are on islands. And so we, I'm just going to pull up some of our numbers from last year just because I think it's very uh, helpful just because at small School districts know how easy it is to feel isolated. And so from a survey, 93% uh, of the new teachers that were in our program did feel engaged and supported by a professional community. Nice. And 95% of the new teachers indicated they did benefit from the mentoring program. So we know that, and I think it helps too that you have to meet for at least 34 hours because then it's not just, uh, okay, uh, contact me if you need me. Right. But this forces them to set up regular times when they're going to meet. Because yep. we find, and research says that too, you can't, it can't just be, uh, call me if you need me. It needs to be a regular scheduled event. It's, it's the accountability piece. I mean, it's definitely the accountability piece. And so do you guys think, what are like the future plans? I know your numbers keep going up. Do you have a change, like moving forward? Is there something you're going to change? You're going to keep going with it? What does the future look like for the mentor program? So um, we've talked about this, and, and though our numbers of, of teachers have grown, we don't necessarily want um, the number of, of teachers to grow in the program. We want the percentage of new teachers um, to grow. So if we're doing our, our job in the mentoring program and we're retaining teachers, that number should um, we should have oh, less. We should have lots new teachers because we're retaining them. So we're hoping our percentage of of teachers that are new um, are joining our program. So that's our goal for the mentoring program. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, and then I guess the more districts we can uh, positively affect, the better. Right now. I think there's about 103 public school districts that are participating in the mentoring program out and total public school districts, there's 149. So oh, that's there's good. still around 40, 45 uh, districts that are not participating yet. But uh, yeah, it's just awesome that we have 103 that are participating in. I'm excited. We are always uh, gathering data, always uh, gathering perception data uh, and also quantitative data just to help us uh, make the program better. So every year we're tweaking something. We're not leaving it the same. We're always trying to make it the best experience for the mentors and the new teachers as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, I, for one thing, is a great pro. I mean, it's a wonderful program. It's awesome. Matt and Kelly, can you guys, for our listeners, we always like to wrap up our shows by giving a, a shout out to something that you're passionate about that our listeners can maybe take with them. 
So if Matt, you could just start off and share what would be a shout out you would want to give teachers as they are wrapping up this episode of Teach Out Loud that they can take with them into this next week. Uh, my number one thing is just keep helping the people around you. You don't have to be a part of a mentoring program to mentor and help those people around you. Uh, just because I see education being like a team, uh, the only way the team wins is if every player wins. So the only way we win in education is if every teacher wins in their classroom. So doing whatever you can to help support the teachers around you. Ooh, I love that. That was very good. Kelly? You know, it's hard to follow that. Um, <laughs> so I actually, uh, when I was teaching in um, a customized learning program before I came at the state, and one thing that <clears throat> I learned in that program is that, you know, you can impact each student, each student. Uh, uh, to, so to make sure that as a teacher that you're really looking at all of your students and um, and asking yourself what does that student need. Um, so I guess that's my little tidbit for someone is to look at each student individually and try to help them out because they are all different and they all have different needs. Um, you know, so. Well, we were reflecting before this too and Kelly, what you said uh, really kind of opened my eyes to that every decision you make should be for the students. Like, is this lesson best for the students, mm -hmm. or is it just a lesson I like to do because it's fun? But yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I really learned that going from like a traditional classroom to a customized classroom is you had, I kind of got rid of those lessons that I really liked, but I, I was like, is this really impacting students? So, um, that's, that's very insightful. As a teacher, that's what I try to I try to think about every day. Well, you followed Matt just fine, Kelly. And thank <laughs> you both for being here. We really appreciate this. And we um, hope the mentor program continues to grow. Like us on our social media, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Be a part of the community. Be a part of the solution. And until then, teach, teach out loud. loud.